Hello and welcome to Hot Pipes 297 with me, Steve Ashley. In the last show, I announced that this edition would feature music from stage musicals from 1940 to 1969. But when I started to compile the possibles from those 30 years, it quickly became obvious that the 1960s would have to wait for the next edition. As it is, today's show will run well over an hour, so I'd better start rolling the media. From Cole Porter's 1948 triumph, Kiss Me Kate, here's the quintessential opener, another opening, another show. And Tom Hazelton's 1980s second half opener of the 528 Moller in Pasadena's Civic Auditorium. to the start of the 1940s and to Rogers and Hart's Pal Joey, a comedy set in Chicago which opened at the Ethel Barrymore Theatre in New York on Christmas Day 1940 and ran for a total of 374 performances. It gave us two big hits, Bewitched, Bothered and Bewildered and this, I Could Write a Book. His Len Rawl and the 420 Wurlitzer in the Paramount, later Odeon Theatre Manchester, England, recorded in 1974.
Richard Rogers' first collaboration with Oscar Hammerstein II after the breakup with the tormented and alcoholic Lorenz Hart was Oklahoma, which was set in Indian Territory around the turn of the 20th century. It ran from March 1943 to May 1948 for an incredible 2,212 performances in St. James Theatre, New York, and for over 10 years on tour around the USA. Its London premiere was in 1947. We all know most of the songs from the show, so I've chosen one of the lesser-known, Kansas City. Larson and the 310 Wurlitzer in the Coleman Theatre, Miami, Oklahoma, from a CD released in 2000, part of Lynn's extensive Oklahoma suite. Kurt Vile and Ira Gershwin's musical comedy Lady in the Dark ran for 467 performances from January 1941 to May 1942, opening at the Alvin, New York, with headliners Gertrude Lawrence and Danny Kaye. The show was translated to film in 1944, but only two songs have survived. The Saga of Jenny, which to my knowledge has never been recorded on the theatre pipes, and My Ship, which has, although only by a few artists. This is from David Andrews' LP, Come to the Sea, and features the 326 Wurlitzer in the Kearns residence in Hollywood. Thank you. 
June is busting out all over, from Rogers and Hammerstein's second show, Carousel, which had its original run of just over two years in the Majestic Theatre in New York from 1945 to 47. A tragic drama, originally set in Budapest in the 1870s and 80s, the venue was reimagined in New England due to wartime sensibilities, and the ending was changed to be less tragic. Rogers later said that it was his favourite of all his musicals. That track was by Tom Ganaster, playing the 321 Barton in the Granada, Kansas City. Ivor Novello's musical King's Rhapsody was a strictly British affair and starred Ivor in the title role of the heir to the throne under pressure from his long-lived mother, Queen Elena, to abdicate in favour of his infant son. It ran for 841 performances, outliving Novello, who died in 1951. One of the outstanding melodies was Fly Home Little Heart. A rare solo performance on Theatre Pipes is by the late Brian Sharp on the 314 Tower Ballroom Wurlitzer. The 1954 film version of Brigadoon had some of the worst Scottish accents ever on celluloid, so I hope the 1947 stage musical did better in that regard. On Broadway, it ran for 581 performances, and in London's West End, where it opened two years later for 685. It was the story of two New York men on holiday in Scotland who stumbled on a village that appears for just one day every 100 years, and it produced three lasting songs by Alan J. Lerner and Frederick Lowe. In 1999, Clark Wilson recorded Almost Like Being in Love, with an obvious nod to Ashley Miller's arrangement, on the 436 New York Paramount Wurlitzer in the Century 2 Convention Centre, Wichita.
Rodgers and Hammerstein's 1949 stage musical South Pacific was a stark commentary on racial prejudice that, in spite of its controversial plot, was an immediate hit and ran for a stunning 1925 performances. In contrast, the 1958 film version barely touched on the racial issues, but it did include all of the original music and an additional song which had been dropped from the stage show. Choosing one piece from the fabulous musical lineup is tough. I settled on George Wright's enhanced track of I'm Gonna Wash That Man Right Out of My Hair, released in 1958. Back to 1946 and to E.Y. Harburg and Burden Lane's Pavilion's Rainbow, which was unusual in that it opened in London within months of its Broadway debut. This time the plot features an Irish gent who moves with his daughter to the US to bury a pot of gold near Fort Knox. 
enter a bigoted and corrupt US senator and a leprechaun. What could possibly go wrong? Songs included If This Isn't Love, How Are Things in Glockamora, and Old Devil Moon, which John Lauter recorded in 1980 for an LP on the 310 Barton in the Redford Theatre, Detroit. The following year, British songwriter Vivian Ellis wrote the music for Bless the Bride, with lyrics by the playwright A.P. Herbert, the third of their successful five-show partnership. 
It opened in London just before Oklahoma, but that didn't stop the run of 886 performances at the Adelphi Theatre. This Is My Lovely Day became one of the BBC's most requested songs of all times, and Nicholas Martin taped one of the few theatre pipe recordings for his 1986 LP, featuring the 319 Wurlitzer ex-Paramount Newcastle in Turner's musical merry-go-round Northampton. Before I leave the 1940s, I have one more show to feature, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, which originally casted Carol Channing and Yvonne Adair as the leading females. Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend and Bye Bye Baby were the two standout songs, both of them immortalised by Marilyn Monroe in the 1953 film version. Over to Bill Vlasek and his arrangement of this Leo Robin and Julie Stein song, Bye Bye Baby, on the Paramount Music Palace Wurlitzer.
Frank Lesser was not a newcomer to stage musicals when he wrote the music and lyrics for Guys and Dolls. His previous show, Where's Charlie, premiered in 1948 and introduced Once in Love with Amy, running for 792 performances. Guys and Dolls, though, notched up 1,200 performances with a stunning musical score and witty dialogue. And again, it's not easy to pick just one song. A Bushel and a Peck is a track from Donald McKenzie's Compton Galore CD featuring the 414 Compton in the Odeon Leicester Square, London. Thank you. 
I Whistle a Happy Tune from Rogers and Hammerstein's The King and I, which premiered in 1951 with Yul Brynner and Gertrude Lawrence heading the cast. It introduced no less than eight lasting songs, which I wish would be played and recorded more as solo pieces rather than the interminable medleys from the show. That was Raybor in playful mood on the 436 Wurlitzer in the Paramount New York, taped in 1957. Not all of Rogers and Hammerstein shows were smash hits. Whereas The King and I ran for over 1,200 performances, their 1953 show, the grammatically incorrect Me and Juliet, managed just 358 and doesn't appear to have been revived by a major company. Just one song survived, No Other Love. This is Jesse Crawford and the 424 Robert Morden in the Lauren Whitney Studio Glendale from a 1958 Decca Stereo LP.
Paul Porter had very mixed success with his stage musicals, but the late 40s and 50s saw a revival of his fortunes with such shows as Kiss Me Kate and, in 1953, Can Can. That garnered 892 performances in the Schubert Theatre on Broadway, plus an additional 394 shows in the West End's Coliseum Theatre. At the time, both score and book received tepid reviews in spite of such songs as Ali Vuzon, I Love Paris, It's All Right With Me and C'est Magnifique, which in 1963 was taped on an unknown organ with piano by Caller Pandit. The Sleep Tight Pajama Factory in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, was a setting for Jerry Ross and Richard Adler's Pajama Game, which in 1954 again premiered in Broadway's St. James Theatre and in London's Coliseum almost a year and a half later, where it notably featured Arthur Lowe, later of Dad's Army fame. For me, its standout song is Hernando's Hideaway, which was a popular tango during my ballroom dancing years. Here's Kevin Morgan and the 311 Moller in the Laukhoff Organ Factory in Weikersheim, Germany. Thank you. 
Sixteen songs were written for Bells Are Ringing, with lyrics by Betty Comden and Adolph Green, and music from the pen of Julie Stein. Its 924 performances were shared by the Schubert and Alvin Theatres in New York, but when it opened a year later, in 1957, in London's Coliseum, for some reason only two songs remained, Just In Time and The Party's Over. This is the latter, played by Leroy Lewis on the 315 Wallet in the home of Thomas and Edith Rydell in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania.
Fortunately, most of the show's songs were featured in the 1960 movie adaptation of Bells Are Ringing, when Judy Holiday reprised her leading role that she'd had on the stage. Apparently, Stephen Sondheim had to be persuaded by Oscar Hammerstein to write lyrics for Leonard Bernstein's West Side Story, which of course helped launch Sondheim's career. The production, inspired by Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, broke new ground with its focus on social problems and won two Tony Awards in 1958. Here's a medley of three of its songs, I Feel Pretty, Maria and Tonight, played by John Mann on the 449 dual-purpose Hill Norman and Beard unit organ in the Dome Brighton. Thank you. 
medleys seem to be like buses today, one right after another, with two numbers from Meredith Wilson's The Music Man. The irrepressible Robert Preston led the cast as Harold Hill in the production in the Majestic Theatre in New York, and of course went on to reprise his role in the movie version. It was set in River City, Iowa in 1912, and of the 18 songs by Wilson, just three survived the test of time. 76 trombones, of course, and these, Lida Rose and Till There Was You, which Paul Swiderski featured in his November 2020 online concert on the 317 Wurlitzer in the Tennessee Theatre, Knoxville.
After his success with Leonard Bernstein, Stephen Sondheim went on to write lyrics for Julie Stein's score for the 1959 show Gypsy, with the leading roles played by Ethel Merman and Jack Klugman, later of The Odd Couple and Quincy M.E. TV fame. The show ran for almost two years on Broadway, but had to wait until 1973 for its London premiere in the Piccadilly Theatre. This is Tom Sheen and the 438 Wurlitzer in the Renwick Studio, Long Island, New York, with the standout ballad, Small World.
fitting close to today's bumper hot pipes, Get Me to the Church on Time from Lerner and Lowe's My Fair Lady. That was Dick Liebert and the 458 Radio City Music Hall Wurlitzer from an RCA Victor LP released in 1965. 21 tracks in today's edition should tide you over well until the next show in two weeks and at some point I'll be covering the next couple of decades of stage musicals. I've not made the decision as to when that will be, in view of the just-announced death of Jim Riggs. I have a lot more concert material of Jim since show 287, and there's more on the way, so I may leave that tribute to 299. In any event, I have to go. So until we meet again, this is goodbye from Steve Ashley. <laughs>